The Word of God is meant for practical living on the earth. It is the proceeding word from the mouth of God that defines us, informs our activities, and shapes our behavior. Do you treat the Word of God as a manual or as a mini? Welcome to Kingdom Conversations, where we break the Word down to actionable points, where we expound on what the Word is saying to us Every one of us is able to hear our Father, God, clearly at whatever level we're at and draw out truths that can shift our reality and transform our day-to-day lives. This is the Cyrus Community. We've been looking at John chapter 20, verse 17 to 18, where Jesus says to Mary Magdalene, go tell my brethren. And we say that when you say my brethren, you actually mean go tell my family. They are no longer disciples. They are family. That I ascend to my father. I ascend to my father and your father. I go to my God and your God. And we say that. Now here we are seeing Jesus saying that God and Father, of course, we can look at it differently, all right? And we want to look at that and see how do we continue this conversation where we are saying, is he God or Father to you? Or have you learned how to see him as God but relate to him as Father? Of course, take us from there, John yes, chapter 20. John 20, and, and one of the incidents in this particular activity that should get you thinking is he makes a, a, an interesting statement. He says, I go to my Father. Yes. Some versions say, I ascend. Now, if, if you were taken through Bible school and through Sunday school, <laughs> your understanding of when he ascended is when he left completely. Mm. Yet, he's telling Mary, for now, go. I ascend. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm now, ascending now. There's an ascending we know mm. nothing about. Mm. Mm. There's an ascending that is going to be crucial yes. to the next statement when he says, go. So, and, and the, fa- the thing we find is that he didn't go for long. Because the Bible tells us on the same day in the evening. Actually, when we start with that um, scripture, yes. now somebody wonders, okay, why, which day, yes. and then on the same day. The same so we day. have to go back and read, yes. and then continue yes. uh, reading here, verse 19. Yes. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now this, as I said in the last conversation, is a powerful, remember we are journeying. We are journeying on how one becomes a son of God. Yes. We see Genesis 2, 7. If you haven't watched the last recording, please do. Yes. Otherwise, this might not make sense to you. Mm-hmm. When we speak about God breathed into Adam, Adam became a living soul. Yes, scripture tells us Adam was the son of God. God. Yes. Okay. We said the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and that's how Jesus was conceived. He became the son of God. So we said you become the son of God when you receive the spirit then we see jesus do something very odd mm-hmm. earlier he says i ascend to my father yes then he now comes same day and does something interesting mm-hmm. he breathes on them and he says receive the holy spirit then he says something odd yes as the father has sent me <laughs> now i sent you so 
He went to get a mandate from the Father. He is sending them, meaning, how was he sent? So, when we see uh, Magdalene going yes. to the brethren yes. and telling them the message she was given, yes. then we see the Bible talking about on the same day. Same day. Now, when Jesus appears to them, he has already ascended. Yes. Now, this Jesus you are seeing is hmm. not the same one that Mary My met. Friend. This one is ascended. When you talk about the ascended Christ, this is what you are talking about. He who, have a, he who has ascended yes. to the Father, yes. this is he. Exactly. So when you, I love what you've just said, that when he's talking to them now, he has yes. a mandate. Exactly. A new mandate. Now, <laughs> I don't like what happens to me at such times because yeah. I feel like spreading into other things, but I want to stay. Yeah. But allow me to stray just okay. a little. Okay. When you talk about Ephesians and you talk of the fivefold, mm -hmm. you talk about he gave some. Before you say, oh, he gave some. Yes. Go back a few verses and says, did he not who descend also? Ascend. ascend. And when he ascended, he gave. Hmm. Now, do you see what he's just done again? Wow. He ascended and he breathed. Mm. So ascending, mm. when you say he gave some, we're talking about a dimension of breath. Mm. Oh, guys, I could teach on that one for another two weeks. That the fivefold is a breathing. Mm. It's not a title. Mm. It's a breathing. What is that breath? Sonship level of function. So when he says he sent them, yes. there is a breathing into them. Thank you. And they go to function. And they go to function. As the father sent me, so I send I you. Go back to our other story. How was he sent? Mm. My father works. I work. So when you talk about the fivefold, let me also go back there. Yes. And you say that now they are sent. Yes. When they receive the breath of God, yes. now they have the life of God. That's it. And that is where we always say that as a sent one, or when you say this is my spiritual father, this is the priest in office, whatever word you want to use, when you say you are an apostle, a prophet, you're saying you're a carrier of but a breath, breath of God with a message. Hmm. So there is a breath of God that maintains all humanity. And what? But there's a breath of God with a message. And what is the message? Yeah? We call it impartation, not hmm. knowledge. Hmm. The breath of God you have been given yes. is for you to breathe on others. Mm. <laughs> the breath of God is for you to breathe on others. So that God can also breathe into them so mm. that they can become activated. And that is where we say, when it comes to the fivefold, this is not where you call yourself. This is not where you say, and I went and became an apostle. No, I was sent. Because if you go without ascending, you don't have the breath of God. And what is the breath of God? It's the breath Spirit. that causes life yes. into um, uh, men and women. Yes. When you speak the word of God, that word forms in the men and women. Yes. And they have the life of God. Absolutely. And don't you worry, when we finish the series on the Father yes. and the Sons, we will now talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay. So don't be too much in a hurry to get into, because I know some of you, yes. is, <laughs> you've just had something, you're going to start asking me questions. What about the, how does it, wait, leave the Holy Spirit for now. Yes. Let's just understand for this context, for now the Holy Spirit is the breath of God in us that makes us sons. Mm. Mm. Okay? Prior to that, we are fallen sons. Mm. When he breathes, we are activated sons. What do I mean? Yes. Listen to the progression. Jesus says to Mary, go and tell my brothers, they are already his sons. Mm. I go they are to my father. The family of God. I go to my father. And your father. So there is a son and there is a sent son. Mm. So there is a son who is still in a room waiting for a message from Mary Magdalene that is saying, await, 
But you understand? There's there's one coming. Yes. He has ascended, but he's coming. That's it. But you are a son. You're in the family of God. Exactly. You've not received the breath of life. That's what happens. And that should be our desire. Yes. Because when I receive the breath of life, it means I have the breath of God in me. And what is that? The life of God. That when you speak, this breath of God gives life to situations. That's why Jesus could walk and tell someone, yes. pick up your bed and walk. Exactly. He has the breath of God. Now. We are going to go a little further. And yes. the Apostle Paul brings this concept we're trying to tie to you very powerfully in two of his epistles. Mm -hmm. So we'll begin with the one in Romans. Okay. And you'll see what he introduces because remember where we began in the last conversation, we said every New Testament book beginning from the Acts to Revelation in the first chapter must use the two terms, mm -hmm. God our Father, our Father God, God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father. Every other time the term Father is used. Now understand what they mean by that term. Yes. Alright. Romans 8.15 Yes. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of ad adoption by whom we cry Abba Father. So we received mm. the spirit of adoption. Remember he said receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out Abba Father, <laughs> meaning he's talking about an, uh, a capacity. So there are two dynamics. There's the capacity that he's talking about here where we receive the Father, but there's an activating capacity. Now, let me explain the two journeys. Okay. We are fallen sons of God. Okay. So go tell my brethren, sons of God. Mm -hmm. He comes, he breathes on them. They begin to realize who is there. Father, then he sends them. But as he sends them, go and check again. He says, even though I've sent you, wait. Yes. I will send you power. Now that's now the, ne the next level mm. for functionality. Yes. So I'm a fallen son, sinner, lost. I'm a sinner, still a son, lost. Okay. Then he saves me, breath, life. I'm now a son. Yes. Now I can call him. Father. Father. But now he needs to reach a place where he can activate me and send me. So he says, so send I you. But to be sent, there's another dimension I need to place in you <laughs> for you to function. Can you say here that when God talks about sons, yes. he, do, he does not want sons to just fill the house. Yes. Notice every time we talk about sonship in the Bible, mm -hmm. it's all about sending. Yes. Every time God calls a man, it's so that he can send him. Yes. So God is not about gathering people. God is not about bringing you just together to hear the word exactly. and be happy. That is where when we hear the word, we say, what have you heard and what will you do? Because once you hear, you go to do. Yes. So God is about sending sons. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go a little further yes. into Galatians and see how Paul now tries to explain the processing of what we're just saying. Mm -hmm. Remember we are saying, how do we become sons? By his will. So the day you say you received Christ, when you receive Jesus, or you God saved, really the principle should be that's the day you received, received, re, re, re. Mm -hmm. Listen, he says the Father came to seek and save that which was lost, lost, existed before. Then once he finds you, what does he do? He gives you again the breath he gave mm -hmm. you in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then he releases the power in that breath. Yes. And lets you now function. So Galatians 4, 1 to 6 takes us through a story. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all 
from a slave. Though he is a master of all, but he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Listen. Just being able to grasp this whole idea is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Paul is taking us through a journey. He says, listen, before we were children, you know how we've always thought who children are? Yeah. We've thought children are people who are born again and yesterday. Mm. Newly born again. Newly born again. Those Actually, are the children. Actually, he says believers class for the children. Paul disagrees. Mm -hmm. Paul says when we were under the elements of the world, we were children, even though we are masters of all. We, in the bondage of sin, in the bondage of all those things, we were children. He's yes. using that pattern. Mm -hmm. But Christ came to redeem us. And then after redeeming us, we receive the Holy Spirit, okay. which makes us understand we are sons of God. And if we are sons, go and read those scriptures again, we are heirs. And if we are heirs, we not an heir is, mm. somebody who can inherit we are heirs. So the principle behind this whole journey is that when we receive the Spirit in our hearts, we yes. can now call him Father. Father. When you receive the Spirit. So we have to ask ourselves, let's go back and say, have I received, have I come to that place where I can say, I'm no longer a slave, I'm a son. Yes. And if I'm a son, I'm an inheritor of the kingdom of God. Yes. Now, the kingdom is not inherited by children exactly. or slaves. Yes. You have to grow. Now, in this place of growth is where you are saying, when you receive the Holy Spirit, the teacher, the yes. one who will lead you into all truth, yes. is where you can cry out, Abba, Father. Father. Wow. That's the spirit witnesses yes. with our spirit yes. that we are sons mm -hmm. of God. So, which part of me is a son of God? Mm. My spirit. The man, the inner man, not this body. Mm. If you look at this body, you'll think God has five fingers. If you look at my inner man, if you could see that, you would see how God looks like. Mm. Different dynamic. But you can only see the invisible God in my accurate behavior. Mm. That's the principle. Now, So, say that again. Yes. If I want to see God, when people say to Jesus, show us the Father. Mm -hmm. He always talked about you see yes. me. He said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And that's, yeah. that's a major issue. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely going to discuss that. Yes. It's a major issue in understanding that the real issue is this. God in all his power and glory, through his revealed names, his unrevealed names, do you realize in the whole of Genesis, we see so much activity mm -hmm. of God, but we don't see God. Mm. Yes. There is absolutely no picture of God. Mm. Yet we see everything, which means where does God want to be seen? In the sons. So in all this, we see that God remains invisible yes. and only want to be seen through his sons. And yes. that's why when you see Adam, you see him naming the animals. So God has done creation. Chapter one, we see creation. After that, God says, listen, there's man in the earth. Now exactly. I don't need to be seen. Yes. 
let the sons be seen. But when you see the son, you see me. That's a principle. That's so a God problem. literally intended to be physically represented in our functionality. And listen, everything we are saying, we are going to follow slowly and come to that reality because we want to be clear. Why do we call him father? Why is it important? That was the big question. All these names that we call him, how can they be experienced? Only when his sons act. Otherwise, they are just names. So even though we say he is on the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. Yes. But a son must ascend to the mountain. Exactly. When you come and say he is our victory, their sons must lift the banner. So God will be seen, his attributes will be seen in the sons. Let me ask you today, yeah? if you're sitting somewhere, mm -hmm. believing God for provision, do you think an angel will bring it? No. Who will bring it? Naman. The son of God. Yes. But you will say God did what? God came. Actually, we always say God came through for me. I saw God. Go. When I went to that place, I saw God. There the favor go. somebody showed me, somebody extends favor, but I end up saying, I saw God through. If you understand that, wow. you don't understand why we want to exert. You understand why we need power to produce. Oh, work? yes. Because God needs to show up. Mm. Mm. So there are people today who are waiting to see God, yeah. but they can only see him through you and exactly. me. And if we don't arise a son of God, there are some people who keep crying and saying, we are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Because yes. when we arise, people see actions, activities that reveal God. I'm telling he you. can only be seen through our actions. That's so yes. powerful yes. that I now start asking myself, what is it that I am doing, I'm engaged in, that causes people to see God? Mm -hmm. What is it that I have done that causes a man or a woman to cry out and say, guys, I have seen God today I'm because of someone? Yes. What is it that you have done? Now, to help, yeah, that's a very serious question. Yep. Because if you ask yourself that question, you'll begin to say, listen, there's still more I need to know. Mm. There's a place I need to go to. Yes. Now, what we want to do is, we're going to go to an earlier conversation. Remember we're in John 20? Yes. But let's go to an earlier conversation in John 14 mm -hmm. that helps us begin to grasp that the reality of who Jesus was as a son of God and our understanding of a son of God being the visible yes. manifestation of who God is is crucial. You know, there's those scriptures that we read and we say that our prayer is that today you'll get a new revelation of this scripture that gives you power. You know, there's some scriptures that we know, they excite us. This one should give you power to know I'm supposed to be manifesting in the earth. Powerfully. John 14, <laughs> 1 to 11. Mm -hmm. All right. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, we want to go a whole journey to talk about what we're talking about. Yes. But I want us to pause at this scripture because we need to fix a problem here. <laughs> okay. We need to fix a serious theological problem here that has people saying all the weirdest things that sometimes make the unbelievers look at us and really, they just take out the popcorn. <laughs> let's watch. Yeah, let's watch. What are these guys? <laughs> you want to see where this is going. What are they saying? Yeah. Right? So, here is the scripture. Okay. In my father's house, there are many mansions. How, how have we interpreted that? In fact. I mean, how have you interpreted that? You might not have a mansion in the earth, but you have one in heaven. And this one in heaven is even built by Jesus himself. He's Good. built it. 
Please read it again because I want to pull out this scripture slowly, slowly, slowly. I know it's a major scripture in the in our theology. Oh yes, it's a major scripture in many, many parts of the body of Christ. We need to bring order to this. Let not your heart be troubled. Hmm. You believe in God, believe also in me. Yes. In my Father's house hmm. are yeah, many mansions. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. I want us to think slowly. In my Father's house. There are many mansions. <laughs> and there were days we used to tell you uh, in TCC that it is time to wear your thinking cap. <laughs> Remember? I think that's where we are going today. We are coming to this place. We are saying, guys, it's time to just pause and think. Every statement you are making, now you're not just rushing. We would rather finish this conversation on this scripture so that because if we can break this, man, we'll be powerful. So let's start slowly. Yeah. What comes to mind? When I say in my father's house, remember the problem we've had so far in this series is our understanding that we keep taking natural things yes. and trying to move into spiritual things. So in our thinking, we've always said in my father's house, there are many mansions. So what we have, okay, let's go back to what we've always believed this scripture to say. Okay, I'm talking on behalf of many yes. that we always think that there's this house of God, which is heaven. And in that heaven, there are many mansions. Mm -hmm. We we might be neighbors. Yes. So you are told, be good to people because you do not know who will be your neighbor in heaven. Yes. Where do you get those concepts? From this scripture. So here's the problem. Yeah. Nowhere in this scripture is heaven mentioned. Yes. It just says in my father's house. So we decide. Hmm. Who said heaven is God's house? Problem number one. Yes. So, so <laughs> many of us, many of us, of this weird dream mm. of a heavenly gated community. Mm. <laughs> and in this heavenly gated community, they have mansions only. Mansions. And I have my own. Yes. I have mine. Surely. Not <laughs> even skyscrapers. No. Just mansions. Mansions. Not cottages. Yes. Now think carefully. Okay. Many mansions, sorry to say, in the King James version of English, in the days of King James, the term mansion was a room, not a huge fancy house. Stop busting our balloons. Listen, we have an expectation. We want to go to heaven because there's a mansion. So if you are to actually translate it in many of today's translations, yeah. you would be saying, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. Mm. Or there is plenty of room as a metaphor. In my father's house, there are plenty of rooms. So two things we need to solve. One, what is my father's house? Okay. And two, what does having plenty of room in my father's house mean? Okay. All right. So you need to understand that the actual meaning of this statement is in God's environment, where God is and how God functions, there's plenty of room for everyone to come to full function. Now, it's funny that many of us never, ever, ever ask the question, even in the most normal thinking. Let's be logical. Yeah. Let's take mansions. Current understanding of a mansion <laughs> is a big house, fancy house, with many rooms. So, in this house, <laughs> there are many yeah. so uh, houses. A house, with not many. a mansion. There's a house okay. with mansions. Okay. Not a mansion with houses. Mm -mm. It's I think if you think about it, that is where we decided the 
Father's house is heaven because only heaven can fit mansions. Then we said, this person died mm -hmm. because their mansion mm -hmm. is ready. If somebody tells you that, you simply pray, Jesus, leave mine alone. Exactly. Don't build it because you're exactly. telling me when you finish it, I die. Yes. I don't want that mansion. Also, the only way for you to access yes. is for you to die. So, guys, delete a heavenly gated community okay. where Peter is a security. <laughs> There's a security team. And Peter, Peter is there with a book. Peter is the head. Yes. And you know, when you go to this gated community, of course, you find there's a security team with a book asking you where you are going. So we are taking the same concept and you're saying Peter is there at the gate. Yes. And some of these things, some people think they are real. They're actually real. Yeah. Look at this. How you connect Peter, first of all, to a gate <laughs> is a problem because, so here is the, 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 the fable. Okay. Fable is a, a funny story. Okay. Here's the fable. Yes. The fable starts with Jesus telling Peter that the gates of hell will not prevail. So we borrow the gate. Okay. <laughs> take it with us. Okay. All right. We'll go with the gate. Yes. And because Peter was told about the gate, him and the gate, we have to take we them together. All right, these guys. Leave Peter Actually, the gate. we put them there because of that yes. statement. So we take him there. Then we take another story, yes. completely disconnected, mm -hmm. where Jesus talks about uh, being found in the book of life. Yes. Remember? When so now says, we borrow not, the book. Yeah, we borrow the book. Make <laughs> sure your name is in the book of life. Carry the book. Take the book. Yes. Give Peter. Yes. Okay. Then mm -hmm. we, we go to heaven and we renovate it. We call it God's house. house. Then we place Peter at the gate. And then we give Jesus an assignment. After all, he's a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this thing is getting better. So let me ask you. He goes and now builds houses for if us. You have... Though he built the heavens and the earth with his word. But In now this day. one, he has to go and build. Now he's taking years to build as mansions. So let me ask you, if there's a gate, there must be walls. <laughs> All right? There must be walls. What are walls doing in heaven? Exactly. So now that what there's a wall here, because we must have a gate here. There's a wall here. What is outside the wall? <laughs> who are you? Let me ask. Now that Peter is at the gate. Yes. Who is outside that Peter is scared of? That he has to protect you by keeping you in the gate. I think this and, and which are road are you passing to, to arrive at the gate? Mm. And some people think that hell is the neighbor. Because you remember Abraham was talking to who <laughs> was talking to who? To La the, the rich man. The Lazarus and the rich yes. man. You remember and the and the and the, the rich man, the yeah. La Lazarus yeah. was at Abraham's bosom. So they were in heaven. That is heaven again. <laughs> Guys, Let's not make stories. The Bible cannot be less. I mean, it's, it's so weird. If yeah. we follow that theory, all those theories, eh? the Bible is something that you say, listen, let me read something else. Eh? Yes, because, because the thing is not making it. So right. you guys are waiting. Meanwhile, guys are smiling. They're building great mansions in the earth and they're saying, you're waiting for which one? Okay. Let okay. me ask you something here before we go on. Yes. And I think today's conversation, you know, when you feel sometimes that we need to talk, we need to just destroy some theories that we carry if abraham's bosom is heaven mm. and lazarus is with, is with abraham mm. do you notice the rich man is in hell mm. according to our sunday school stories mm -hmm. do you notice poor people go to heaven rich people go to hell already that's a problem and that is one of the things that keeps us poor because poor people in heaven oh, yeah. then the but rich there is man, a problem yeah abraham the richest man again yeah He's in heaven. Yes. He, means, he has a kapoor man. He, he, yes. Now, let me ask you. The rich man is telling the Lazarus, yeah. I Abraham. Need Abraham, 
Send Lazarus. <laughs> this guy is sending Lazarus. He's in heaven. To bring him some water. So, assume he's in hell and these guys are in heaven. Yes. So, hell and heaven are neighbors. That's a problem. Facing each other. Yes, so can and they can see that, each other. And you can shout and tell someone, bring yeah. me water on yes. this side. Yes. Guys, and it's, why, not and why, it's not working. And why does he need water there? <laughs> yeah, because really that's hell. What can water do for you? In other words, if you have scriptures you do not understand, leave them. You know when you talk, I tell people yes. we normally talk and ask questions on ABC. Yes. These are some of the things we talk. We laugh. And we you know search out scripture. Like, Wait, you can't tell me this is heaven. And let me tell Something you. Something is not working. We may make fun of that story of Abraham, that story of mm-hmm. the rich man. Yeah. We know what that was about. God has unpacked it. It is deep. It is just not relevant. It is not our current knowledge. But we are talking about mansions. Yes. In my father's house. Now, by now, you must have now, I mean, I hope you have just yes. broken the theory that heaven yeah. is Jesus one house. Jesus is busy going to build a house. Jesus is building mansions. Yeah. There are no mansions. Build yes. them here. In fact, we should start building them here yes. because in heaven, we just destroyed for you. There are no mansions. You're not going to a mansion. And so, nowhere did Jesus <laughs> say, I'm going to build a mansion. In fact, <laughs> even if we were to be that silly mm-hmm. he said they're already there in my father's uh-huh. house they are not i'm going to build and people say i'm going to build where do we get all these ideas from? then he goes on and says i prepare a place who said he's building mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what place is he preparing now let's get into context okay when jesus is speaking about the father's house you must understand he's speaking to jews so they have a context already. Jews are not um, Gentiles. They don't have a disconnect with who God is. So there's a reference point for the principle he's using that they can relate to. So remember they're all brought up in Judaism and in the Old Testament. So if he says in my father's house, yes. the only thing he's added is the context to my father. Their understanding of the Lord has not been tampered so in God's house, remember he said, my father, your father, my God, your God. So when he says in my father's house, they know it to be God's house. Now in the Old Testament, there were various meanings for that term. And that's important to understand. Okay. In the, in the Old Testament, the Lord's house was the Lord's dwelling place. Now, the Lord's dwelling place was a very well understood idea and it had so many meanings, it was not a single meaning. Mm-hmm. It simply means the place or places where God's presence is manifest. The place or places where God's presence is manifest. Remember we talked, and there he is. Yes. You remember I was talking about that idea? Yes. So often in the Psalms, God's house or dwelling place is the temple in Jerusalem. So whenever the psalmist speaks, when he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Yes. He was talking about the temple in Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. So even if we take that template, there were no mansions in that house. <laughs> okay. Yes. So far, so good. Okay. Other times it refers to the whole of creation. It says that, the, listen, the Psalms um, says that he fills all things. <laughs> So his dwelling place is the entire creation is omnipresent. So what is the Father's house? Let's go a little further. The Psalms also confuse it because it comes back and says, God is our dwelling place. 
world. If you don't believe that, go read Psalms 90 verse 1. Okay. <laughs> the New Testament tells us we are the dwelling place of God. So we are God's house. Which God's house do you think is talking If you want to be that little. He's giving you a statement that carries all. Not a single one. So wherever God is, wherever his presence is, wherever is being made evident, wherever his will is being done, is God's dwelling place. Therefore, the meaning of John 14.2 is there is plenty of room with God to manifest his will wherever you are. All right. Let's sit there now. There is plenty of, of room. room. So when we talk about the father's house, the father's dwelling place, when we talk about a house again, yes. dwelling place, yes. there is plenty of room exactly. for you to manifest. Yes. There's so much for you to expand. There is yes. so much for you to reach out for. The room is not small. Yes. You're not restricted. Yes. There's so much for you to do. Notice when he talks about the father's, uh, the, the mansions, mm. a place, I go to prepare a place for you, mm. room for you to expand and yes. increase. Yes. It is about you. The father's house is about you. Yes. Yeah. Now what is important? Mm -hmm. Remember I said deliberately. Yeah. John 20 is post-resurrection. Yes. John 14 is pre-crucifixion. Mm. Right, and that then gives you the correct context. So, when where he was said he, going? he was going to prepare, he was headed to the cross, okay. he was not headed to heaven. Yes, go read John chapter 14. Mm -hmm. He says, I go. Remember, them asking them, Where are you going? We don't know where you're going. Show us the way. We look at all those stories. Okay, principle here it is going to prepare a place. What is he going to do? Remember, that he was crucified. What happened to the temple curtain? Torn, the street of God became available to men. That was the preparing the way. And when you talk of the room. The room, creating room for us to function. He was accomplishing the next step in God's plan for the kingdom to come into fullness. And I love when you say, this is, there is a pre-cross yes. and post. Yes. The minute you understand that, then statements of pre make a lot of sense. Exactly. So when he says I go in these three days, yes. these three days I go to prepare. That is the preparation point, not when he goes to heaven. He did not say this when he was ascending. Exactly. And so we gave it to you in reverse. He went and prepared, then we showed you what the preparation was. And when he came back he said receive. That was the preparation. When you have the Holy Spirit, yes. you can manifest. Thank you. There is room for you to manifest. So we cannot sit and say, by the way, now that I'm sitting here, I do not. When you talk about room, we're not talking also of space like now I'm sitting here, there's so much space around me. No, we are talking about there is space for you to do. There are things for you to do. You cannot come and limit God and say, I have just come up with something, but I don't know where to do it in the earth. Yes. Because this one, it does not fit. It there doesn't make sense. Telling you, when you're told you have room, yes. you've been told just go. That's it. Do it. If if Jesus had given the same statement yes. before he ascended into heaven, mm -hmm. then we'd say he's going to prepare a place. Yes. But if he's saying it going to the cross, mm. then the cross is the preparation. This is similar. The statement is similar to, there's a story in Exodus 23, 20, where God says to Moses, I'm going to send an angel in front of you. Yes. He will guard the way and protect you and bring you to the place that I have prepared. Same concept. Yes. That that place you're going into, 
I have sent an angel to make sure you'll arrive well. Mm. Jesus went to make a way on the cross for us to access sonship, to walk in the house of God, to operate in a dimension called the family of God. Mm. Okay? So, Jesus understood these concepts. So, if you are to understand today, what is that place that was prepared? Where is that place where God's purposes must be done? Jesus told us. Yes. Kingdom come. Remember where we started? Done. On earth, as it is in heaven. That was what was prepared. So, Jesus was simply saying, I'm going to accomplish the next step to bring you into the complete fulfillment of God's promises. Now, have we settled mansions? Uh, is there anyone who still wants to go and find a mansion in heaven? <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> so let's continue with verse 3. Okay. For Jesus to now continue this conversation of what he was going to prepare, not what we decided. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Tom, okay. Where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Listen, I want you to follow the conversation. I'm going to prepare a place. Guys, this is the place if you're watching the recording, you pause, you get a cup of coffee, <laughs> you clear your mind. Yes. Because now that the destination called mansion in heaven has been removed what was the destination that's what we're getting into and jesus starts by telling them i am going to prepare so that when i return can you see a problem i go and i will come again so i'm remember, not going so you will catch up with me <laughs> remember we are saying now read this hmm. as a pre-cross yes so that when he says and if I go and I prepare a place again. for you, I will come again and receive, receive you, you to, to myself. myself. What All did right? he do where we started today mm -hmm. in chapter 20? He came and received them to himself. Yes. And where I am there, you may be also. And listen, where I go, you know. And the way you, you know. know, here's a problem. Thomas asks a question. So we have to know where he was going. Thomas said to him, hmm? Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? So they do not know where he's going. Mm -hmm. Don't lose the thought, please. I go to prepare. Please. Where I go, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't. Okay. The way. Show us the you, way, you know. We don't. You don't know. Show us the way. Jesus said to him. And Jesus said to him, I am the way. Remember, Thomas has just said, I'm the way. We don't know. We don't. How can we know the way? So is the way, Jesus, uh, wait, let me just say, so who is the way? Let's go slowly, read. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wait. I go to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I go, I will come. When I come, I will receive you to myself. To but where I go, you, you know. know. And the way, you know. No, we don't know. Okay. The way. I am the way. The truth and the life. To where? <laughs> no, no one, one comes. comes to the Father. So the way to where? The way to the Father. Hello? What was he going to do? <laughs> he was going to the cross to prepare a way through him, the way himself, to the Father. Mm. That was a destination. Yes. Okay? 
Now, let us continue. So let's let's get that again. <laughs> Our destination is the Father. Okay. Verse 7, if you had known me, you'd have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Okay, listen guys, the conversation is getting more interesting. <laughs> if you had known me, meaning I've been with you all this time and you don't know me. You don't know I'm the way, the truth, and the light. Mm -hmm. And you do not know that there's no other way <laughs> to get to the father, the father except by me. So if you had known me, you would have known my, my father. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Mm -hmm. I like the disciples. They are not like us. They don't pretend. They don't say amen. Say, I, I, I I stop confusing us, Jesus. Stop confusing us. Philip, saying, now that yes, was Thomas. Yes. Now it's Philip. Yes. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. And it is sufficient for us. Show us the father. <laughs> You're saying you will go. And you will bring the father. You, you, you will come. When you come, you will show us the way. That way is still you. But that way that is you leads us, us to the, the father. father. And you say, if we knew you, would have seen the father. Then you say, you already know the father because you have seen him. That's what are you saying? What a conversation. This is, these are deep issues. He says, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. What is Jesus' answer? Have I not been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves that's it that's a conversation where you finish and you're like amen that's it let's take an offering and go home because we're not getting a thing of what's what happening is jesus here. saying <laughs> jesus is saying yeah. the entire process of my coming is cause you lost the father first adam last adam yes one adam disconnected from his father. Mm. The last Adam connects us to him. Once you're connected to the father, his invisibility becomes visible mm. through you. Exactly. Okay. So if you have seen me, you've seen the father. Right? Yeah. Therefore, anyone who sees me, my father works and I work. When I work, they see who? Now, now listen. The reason I put it like this, yeah. and not the other way around, is if you read this, then chapter 20, mm. when he resurrected, makes sense. Yes. When he now says, I, as the Father has sent me, now I send so send you. I you, so that people will not say, show us the Father. Hmm. When they see you, they see the Father. That's a Because principle. as you work, the Father works. Exactly. When you manifest, the Father is manifesting. Yes. So people will be saying, listen, I have seen God. Remember yep. where we started? I have seen God yes. because I have seen you exactly. and what you do. That's but why? Like you're saying yes. in chapter 20, yeah. he breathed the yes. spirit of God. And that's why Paul says, mm -hmm. I am a new creation. Yes. The old man is gone. I understand now what I am, a son of God. Yes. So as I work, my father works. I'm going to say something that may sound controversial, and it's not. It's a simple truth we've missed. Jesus 
was the way. We get stuck with the way. Explain. We keep talking about the way. We never understand the destination. The destination was not, and this sounds almost wrong, Jesus. Jesus was the journey to the Father. He came. The reason he was not the destination, he left. Mm. If he was the yes. ultimate, he had no reason to leave. So the son... Came. Jesus came as the son of God so yes. that we can know that our destination is the father. Thank you. Not the son. No. But the son, you know the, com the complexity of this whole thing? Yes. That the son is a manifestation of, of the, father. the father. So he came to model who our son is. Mm -hmm. And then he gave us his nature, which yes. is our nature. Okay. Then he said, go and represent my father. Okay. And as the same way, so if you go in my name, what does that mean? The name we are going in is not Jesus. I'll say that again. Okay. Backwards, backwards, backwards. Mm -hmm. The names of God yes. are the attributes of God. The name Father carries all the attributes. Yes. The name Son carries all the attributes of God. Mm. Go in my name. Go as a son. Don't go with the name Jesus. Mm. Many of us are still going with the name Jesus, but we are not manifesting as a son. That's what going now, in the name is. Many people have been asking, yeah. yes, I'm a son. I'm supposed to manifest as a son. What does that mean? Simple. You're supposed to represent the father. That's what is the father supposed to be doing in the earth? He's doing it through you. Yes. So as you work, the father is working through you. And that is where we always say, be the hands of God in the earth. Yes. Be the mouth of God. Let the words coming out of you give life. Let the feet. Now, can I say something here? When we say you are the accurate representative of God, we are not saying that the world should be stepping on you because you are the father. You're supposed to be the father. Listen, there are places where Jesus picked the whip. That's it. There are places Jesus said, listen, I'm picking the whip. You're turning the house of my father into a den of thieves. Yes. That is Jesus. And he whipped people out. There are places where Jesus is talking to the uh, Pharisees and he calls them hypocrites, useless, fruit of serpents. Look at what the issue was. Is. Yes. The issue always is tampering with the relationship with the Father. Mm. That's the issue. Yes. You have turned the house of my father into, into a den of kings. Yes. That is the principle. Mm -hmm. In other words, Jesus' anger was people should be meeting the Father. Yes. You are blocking them with your crazy ideas and laws and manipulations. Yes. That's a problem. Yeah. So Jesus' whip, technically, is destroying the, the pathways that block us from getting to the Father. Mm. Right? So in the same way, when he says, go in my name, yes. anything you ask, in, in. notice the term, yes. in my name. In other words, when you are in the nature and character of the Son, we get the results the Father oh, yes. demands. <laughs> That's all. If we get that concept, when God says, I give you power to produce wealth, that power is wielded by his sons. Mm. That power is not an arbitrary magical thing that yes. you can throw at things. Mm. That power is, a re is resident yes. in the character and nature of a son. And that son now goes to produce. Exactly. Okay. Right? Yes. Now, I want you to read um, the way the, the writer of Hebrews now captures this concept, okay. this thought that Jesus is dealing with that is deep. 
that we're just looking at now. <laughs> Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Yes. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the, ma of the majesty on high. <laughs> Do you see the picture here? Yes. Back to Adam. Mm -hmm. Who, by whom all worlds were made? Yes. Son. The brightness of his glory. He's spoken to us through this picture. Yes. Not just through the prophets and all the things we said. Who upholds all things by the word of his power? Mm. Who is the express image? Mm. Exactly what Jesus said. Yes. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when we say creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, what we are really saying is creation is waiting to see God. Yes. That's the desire of creation. Ultimately. And when we talk about creation, we're talking about everything. Today, when you talk of the waters, or you talk of the forest, or you talk of the mountains, or you talk of men, hmm. they are all looking for one thing. Yes. We want to see the Father. That's it. Because God did not create humanity or creation with the ability to see him. He created us with the ability to represent him. And in that, he is seen. Hmm. Okay, so the issue is not so much attempting to describe the Father. This is not what our whole stories were about, or what we're trying to do as we continue this series. Mm -hmm. The real significance is who we are as His sons. Mm -hmm. When we use that term, by now you know it's not a gender-sensitive term. Yes, God has no sons and daughters. Listen, every time you've seen that term used in Scripture, it is because man's filter cannot use the term sons. So the writers try to make it sound correct because then everybody assumes women and ladies do not belong. Mm. God just has sons and sons are not male or female. So we are talking about God's language, yes. not human language. Yes. If we talk of human language, where we start confusing ourselves. Yes. And that is why in John chapter 1 verse 12, one of my favorite scriptures, mm -hmm. it says as many, not as many male or female, mm. as many as received him to them he gave the power, power to become the sons of God as many who believed whether male or female even to them that believe in his name so let's think of it this way I like what the literal standard version said mm -hmm. like saying as many as received him to them he gave the authority mm. to become sons of God to those believing in his name so let me say this I'm sure you've heard the scripture, now it makes more sense. In Christ there is no Jew, yes. no Greek, no male, no female. no female. Understand that concept? Yes. We are all sons of God. All of us. Alright? Yes. Now, as we are looking at this, and we kind of want to close today's session, there are some thoughts I just want us to still pull from scripture mm -hmm. that will help us then understand how did this all how does this tie up? How do we take this and where do we go from here? Yes. So let's look at 1 John 3 verse 1 and 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called sons of God. 
Therefore, the world does not know us because uh, because it did not know him. Mm. Beloved, now we are sons of God, and it has not yet been revealed mm. what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. People, I don't know how to put this. This scripture is kind of a play on words. First of all, it establishes who are we? Sons of God. All right? And so what is God's love? What manner of love the Father has given unto us yes. that we might be called sons of God? So his love for us brings us to a place called sons of God. In that place, we shall be like him. Isn't that interesting? You know what people think this scripture is about? In heaven. We shall be like him when you see him. I said no. <laughs> we shall be like him, not in heaven, but in the earth. The love that the Father has given unto us that we shall be called? Sons of God. And it is not yet been revealed what we shall be. Mm -hmm. But we know that when he is revealed, how is he revealed? Jesus has just shown us. Yes. What did the disciples say? Show us the Father. Reveal the Father. So revealing of the Father is not something that happens in heaven. There's no unveiling. <laughs> drums, drums. Drums, drums. Let us show you God. <laughs> ah! No. Said, the disciples say, show us the Father. He says, have you not seen me? And look at how John connects the two terms. He says, for it has not yet been, been known what we shall be. be. Meaning there's a continuous revealing. Right? Yes. But we know that when he is revealed, it is different. When he is revealed, we shall be like him. In other words, when he is revealed, where is he seen? We shall be like him. It is in us that the revelation of who he is is seen. And when I see him in you, yes, I become like him. Assume now here we are talking about you've come through for me. Yes. God has used you to come through for exactly. me. I have seen God in you. Yes. Therefore, I become like God and go and be for somebody else. I come through for somebody else. How? So when you want to see the nature and character of God in the earth is when we arise and become the hands of God. We become the representatives of God in the earth. Men start changing and becoming more like him. The scripture becomes easy. That's it. Simple and more. Listen, you know, what we've shared today requires many listeners. Yes. Requires you to go and prayerfully ask to <laughs> unpack this thing. Listen, what do I mean by many listeners? Yes. The listenings is not to try and be able to get exactly what to say. The listening is to bring you to the Father. To reveal him in you so that you are like him. Now you know our famous scripture. Romans 8, 19. For the honest expectation oh, of the creation yes. eagerly awaits the revealing of the sons of God. Listen, how do you reveal sons of God when they see God? That's the revelation. There's no other revelation. The revelation. So all we are saying is that God needs to be seen in the earth. When you talk of the Father, He needs to be seen in the Son. But the sons, it's, you cannot show forth the Father when you're just sitting you have to see him and hear him. And when you hear him and do, yes. in this dream, he is seen. God needs to be seen in yes. the earth. So creation is not waiting for the arrival of the sons of God. Mm. It's waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. And that revelation yes. is only known to have been when people have seen 
Creation is not waiting for the arrival. <laughs> they are already here. Hmm. The only difference, they have not manifested. They have not stood up to show forth who the Father is through their action. Meaning, the expression of the Father in the earth has not been seen in its fullness and is waiting for you and me. So what are we saying? All the names we've spoken, plus more, plus the new names, creation is waiting for you to express them. That's the power dimension that needs to be seen. The provision, the healing, the protection, the, the increase. Whatever name we've given him, we must be going in that name. So yes, you say that on the mountain of the Lord yes. shall be provided. Yes. But when you start doing the word of God in mm. the earth, God provides for you, but he provides through the hands of, of men and women. And the ultimate yes. is when someone comes to the mountain mm. and they are following that word that says it shall be provided. Yes. You shall be provided. <laughs> There's a place where I'm waiting That's to be provided for. There's yes. a place where I become the provider. That, that word yes. is manifest because of my action. So, there's a desire. Hmm. There's a prayer. There is a yearning in us to become the one who provides. Let's not sit down and say, by the way, guys. I want to see Can you God. come and provide for me? Yeah, you see, there's a level. <laughs> I want to see God. Yes. There's a level. I God have needs to be it. seen oh. in you. Praise God. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.